This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. And I believe the average Christian in America has at the very least two or maybe three Bibles in their home. Can you imagine? So it's available. It's just a matter of us opening it and applying it, hearing from God, not being lazy with the ears and heart, able to understand why I'm a Christian, why I love Jesus, able to teach it and to be skillful. Living in a developed nation in the 21st century means that we don't lack any resources it takes to learn about God. Books, podcasts, radio programs, commentaries, and even Bibles are available 24-7. We don't lack the ability to know about God, but growing and maturing in our faith takes more than just head knowledge. Today, Pastor Eddie encourages you to dig deeper in your faith and apply the knowledge that you have unlimited access to. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of Hebrews chapter 5. As he continues his message, a call to spiritual growth. How long you've been saved? How long you've been coming to church? You've been a Christian for fill in the blank, how many years? And you don't understand the basic principles of Christ, the cross, the blood of Christ, repentance, salvation, justification by faith. Do you understand that? Can you defend those very things that made you a believer in Jesus Christ? Because if you don't understand it, then obviously you won't be able to teach it. You have to study, know it well enough, know anything or study something in order to teach it. You may say, well, I'm saved, born again, and I know it enough to be saved. That's good. Praise God for faith, right? Because that's what faith is all about. It's not by works. However, how will, you, how will you be able to teach what you believe in? Are you able to teach about the doctrine of Christ, the doctrine of the Trinity, all these things that the world wants to know. You are Christian. You go to church. Who do you think they're going to ask? So the question, are you able to teach? You're saved. You're a believer in Christ. But are you able to teach? Again, it doesn't mean that you're going to get on a podium and start teaching. But you're able to teach the gospel to those who ask. Do you, why you believe in Jesus? Why you believe in Jesus? Why Jesus? And we live in an age where there are more atheists than ever before. I was reading a book by a writer, and and he opens up by saying that, uh, just talking about the death of Billy Graham, he says, there will never be a Billy Graham, ever be a Billy Graham, because the generation that made him no longer exists. And that is the truth, because at that generation, he would fill tents, because you went to school to learn math, arithmetic, you know, uh, English, history. You didn't get to go to school to be indoctrinated. 
And what they're doctrinating you is that, that there is no God. They say they don't want religion, but in actuality, they are replacing Christianity, the religion of Christianity, but the religion of atheism. That is a religion by definition. And so we have gone from generation where we say, hey, you was, came from goop, cosmic soup. Yeah, who's your answer? Monkey. There's still monkeys, but I'm not a monkey. I don't get it. We may end up acting like monkeys, but, you know, we came from monkeys when they forget about the beginning. And so how can you defend God? How can you defend where if they were to ask you, who is Jesus? Why did he die on the cross? How can I enter the kingdom of heaven? Do all Christians go to heaven? Do all people go to heaven? Is there a hell? Is there purgatory? Not biblical, just in case. You know, you need to have the answers. But you, how long you been a Christian? Fill in the blank. Paul writes to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. It says, preach the word. The explanation, the explanation point was there. It said, preach the word. We preach out there. We teach in here. We proclaim out there. We explain in here. He said, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching out there, not here. Here is where we study and we teach. I am not a preacher. I'm a teacher. We have too many preachers. It's to teach the word of God. You are called to preach. You are called to preach the word of God out there. And you've been a Christian for how long? Maybe that's why you're not preaching, because you don't even know what you believe in. You know, again, it's by faith, and that's a beautiful thing. You repented of your sins. You changed your thought, way of thinking, your will, everything, because of Jesus. But can you explain that if someone were to ask you? First Peter chapter 3, verse 15, Peter writes this, But sanctify the Lord God in your heart, and always be ready to give a defense, give an answer. The Greek word apologia, where we get the word apologetics, to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. They're going to ask, why you have this hope? Why you go to church? With meekness and fear. You know, I've been in ministry for over 20 years. I've been in church my whole life since I was eight. I'm about 20 now. I'm not just kidding. Can't lie in the pulpit. But since I was eight, and I can tell you how many times I come across Christians who are struggling in their walk or having issues, and they've been in the body of Christ. They've been Christian for 10, 20, 30 years and they go through a cycle of the same problem over and over again because they don't have a foundation. Then they come, and after they come, I have to encourage them with the basic fundamentals of Christianity 101. Oh, yeah, I read that verse in Sunday school my whole life. You know, it's like, really? Because it's a cycle. That's why there's waves in your walk with the Lord because you haven't grown, you have not you have not matured in your faith. You know, it's like that tumbleweed. It gets blown by the wind. It doesn't have roots. It, wherever it goes, it's like the waves, you know, crashing the shore, leaves and comes back and forth. That's how your spiritual life is. That's why God said in Hosea, he said, my people perish because of lack of wisdom. My people. He didn't say people. He said, my people. My people 
perish because of lack of wisdom. We're not growing in the Lord. We're not maturing in our faith. See, the word of God is life. The word of God was never intended for a select. The few is, is made for every man, woman, boy, or girl, so that man could reconcile with God and have life more abundantly. And you need to know what you believe in. By God's grace, you've been saved through faith, and that's by God's grace. But you need to understand what you believe in and be ready to give a defense. By this time, you should be teachers. That's the second sign of those who are spiritually immature, uh, being dull of hearing. Second one is teaching. And third, unskilled. Let's look at verse 12 again, going into verse 13. He says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk, not solid foods. So picture, if you will, a grown man drinking milk, formula, if there's any available on the shelves in Walmart, in a baby bottle. Picture that. It's ironic. It's weird. Spiritually speaking, that's how weird it is. Grown Christians that are every Sunday, Wednesday, are, being, are drinking milk, but not growing in their faith in the word of God. In verse 13, he goes on to say, for everyone who partakes only of milk, here it is, unskilled, unskilled, unskilled in what? In the word of righteousness. You're unskilled in the word, for he is a babe. You don't understand the things of God because you're still in one-on-one and you haven't passed that. It's like, you know, you're like 50 years old, you're still in kindergarten. You can't even fit in the table and the chairs. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. He says, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to cardinal, shame. As to babes, shame, babes in Christ. I feed you with milk, not with solid food. For until now, you are not able to receive it. They still have not matured. And, not, and even now, you are still not able. Wow. That's probably a 30-year, 50-year Christian right there. Verse 3, for you are still carnal, unskilled, have no desire to hear the word, not able to teach, even understand why you are Christian. You're unskilled. You know, it's sad because more and more, the teaching of the word of God is fading away. I looked at a survey, and it was sad to say that many of the average time a pastor, you know, or a leader in different denominations are on the pulpit anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. 15 to 20 minutes? That's not, that's, you think that's bad. The fact that it's 15, 20 minutes of, you know, motivational teaching, not even Bible. They're not teaching you the word of God. It's all to encourage you. 15, 20 minutes of, of, you know, motivational sermonettes. Nothing about the Bible. It's just how to be a better you. How to make you feel good for those 15 minutes so you get out and do the same sin that you commit. No conviction, no repentance, nothing. 15, 20 minutes. 
One of America's most famous sermons is called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God took Jonathan Edwards close to an hour to deliver. And that's back in 1741. Today is 15, 20 minutes. And it's sad. So they're not even teaching you the word of God. It's just the latest craze, the popular stuff, popular Christian books. I have nothing against Christian books. I have a lot. It's only references. I don't spend time on novels or someone who has some out-of-body experience. That's a waste of time. It's all reference books. But there are a lot of books. Oh, this is the latest book because Barnes & Noble says number one. Oh, we got to teach this book. No, you have the Bible. You have the Bible. And so they're not teaching the word of God. So they're actually giving milk. Milk is coming from the podium. 2% at that. 2% milk. At least make it almond. <laughs> make it healthy. Something. <laughs> and that's why we, we study the word of God. I fear God if I'm going to feed anybody the word of God. I fear the Lord. I love the word of God. And I can tell you, even now, you know, I like to, you know, careful and how often transparent I am, but I'm going to tell you every day I want the Lord to show me more. There are things I can't figure out. And I've seen the Lord reveal this, show this to me in your word. I'm not asking for a sign or anything, you know, supernatural. It should be in here. And I realize the more you know, the more you don't know. I love what James says. He who asks for wisdom, he will give it an abundance. Not only going to give you wisdom, but he's going to give you an abundance and God is faithful. Now, going back to the first readers of Hebrews, it did not necessarily mean that they lacked the information concerning righteousness, because this is what it is. It's just the lack of experience in practicing the information they already have. And that's the same for us. How many Bibles are all over the United States? Bibles come in all shapes, colors, sizes, and in every language. I have a Bible on my workbench. It's a hunter's Bible. I don't hunt, but it's a hunter Bible. I had one that the pages are waterproof. Where I'm going to need that, I don't know. Maybe in the shower. <laughs> but, you know, they, they come in every shape, size. They come in, you could get your Bible on your mobile app. We are filled with many resources to have the word of God. Many resources. And I believe the average Christian in America has at the very least two, or maybe three Bibles in their home. Can you imagine? So it's available. It's just a matter of us opening it and applying, hearing from God, not being lazy with the ears and the heart, able to understand why I'm a Christian, why I love Jesus, able to teach it and to be skillful so I could understand the righteousness of God. That's how we get to know God. It's like, Lord, I want to hear from you. It's right here. Lord, I want to know, understand the will for my life. It's right here. The more you understand the word, the more you will understand God and the will for your life. So, so the, the word was available to the first read of Hebrews. We're talking about the oracles and we're talking about whatever was available. They had, they had great teachers. Disciples were still around. Many of them. Paul the apostle was around. The church was growing. 
You know, they just need to be more than just hearers of the word. They need to be doers of the word. And that's what James tells you and I. We need to not only hear the word of God, but we also need to be doers of the word of God. James chapter 1 verse 22, he writes this. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. You deceive yourself when you're not doers. So it's just learning and applying. So maturity, it comes with practice. You know, they say experience the best teacher, right? It comes with practice. The more you understand the word of God, the more you, you know, the more things are revealed to you and you grow in your faith. So as long as they're drinking milk, as long as us Christians are drinking milk, we're not going to grow. We're not going to, we're not going to mature. And then you will remain unskilled. You'll remain unskilled and in the word of righteousness. Okay? So how, how are we going to know what to do, what's right? What's righteous? The word of God. And so they were spiritually immature because, number one, they were dull of hearing. Number two, they were unable to teach. And if you're unable to teach, you don't understand yourself what you know. And number three, they were unskilled. And number four, discern they can't discern look at verse 14 it says but solid food belongs to those who are of full age mature christian that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil able to discern and for those of you who are parents you know you know, if you have little ones, babies, right? They're in the crib. You still watch them even if they're in the crib. You know, it's amazing. I see some videos of how kids get into, they they get this. I don't know where they get it from. That's to show you they're born with sin. They try to jump out of the kid. You know, they try to get out of the, 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 the crib. They, they climb on their twin just to get out. It's amazing. It's funny. But, but you keep an eye on your child. You keep your eye on your child even when it starts to crawl. Why? Do you let the child crawl in the kitchen or in the backyard while you watch the TV? No, you got to watch. Why? Because no matter what they grab, what they're going to do? Put it in their mouths. They don't know. They don't, they're not thinking it's a cheesecake. They, they just, whatever it is, put it in their mouths. Oh, this looks like a brownie. You got to watch them. They can't discern what they're eating. They can't discern these things. And they can't recognize it. And And, and that's for those who are immature, spiritually, you can discern what's good or what's bad. Case in point, churches today are accepting what's being taught out in the world. What's accepting in the world, all of a sudden now the church are accepting and approving. Well, how do we know? There's a lot of social issues on the news, on Facebook, and Families are divided by these social issues, you know, friends, neighbors. How do you know what's right or wrong? The word of God. You could discern. This is what the Bible says. The very thing that God calls sin, all the sign churches are accepting it. All because, you know, you know, we're in the 21st century here. Uh, yeah, and the Bible still applies. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. The world changes, but not God and his word. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. And it's like they want the Bible to conform to the world rather than the world conform to the Bible. And so churches, Christians, are accepting evolution 
to, to accept evolution and say there's no God. You don't believe Genesis 1-1? Gender identity? It's all craziness. It's madness. The animal kingdom doesn't have a problem with that. We have a problem with it. It's because Satan wants to rob their identity. That's why. It's a confusion. Homosexuality. God calls it a sin. Abortion. CRT is racist in itself. All these things are accepted and tolerate, tolerated and approved by Christians and in the pulpit, in the church, when God calls it a sin. So you see, you, they can't discern because they're dull of hearing, right? They're unable to teach even what they know. They aren't skilled in the word. They only drink, they've been drinking milk for who knows. I'm talking about those who are supposed to be Christians. I'm not talking about the world. You can't expect the world to be righteous. But it's being accepted in the church. When you're dull of hearing, you're unable to teach, you're unskilled, you can't discern what's good and bad. The solid food is for those who are mature. They are mature because they eat the solid food. They have skill. They're able to discern what's right and wrong. These are the four signs that he lists here that are those who are spiritually immature. Okay, and, uh, you know, I hope you take this home as conviction to examine yourself in the scripture. You're saved. I'm not challenging your, your you know, whether you, you, if you're, you're saved, you're born again, you repented, you know, not because your parents were Christians makes you a Christian. You must repent of your sins. You must be born again. Jesus said that. You have to make your own decision. Being baptized when you're a baby doesn't make you go to heaven. It's just water. We don't baptize babies anyway. It's not biblical. Jesus wasn't baptized. He was 30. And the point is, you need to go to the cross. You need to repent of your sins. You need to be born again in order to be right with God. And that's good. But now you need to grow from there. And so in chapter 5, verses 11 through 14, we looked at those who were spiritually immature. They were dull of hearing, unable to teach, unskilled, and can't discern. Now in chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, it's a call to spiritual maturity, a call to spiritual maturity. And what the writer of Hebrew wants them to do is to go on to maturity to go beyond that. You're ready there. Now move forward. So he wants them to leave the basics. Let's look at chapter 6, verse 1. He writes, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, the elementary principles, the basic teachings of Christ, the elementary doctrines of Christ. Now, the writer of Hebrews is not saying that we do away with it or to replace it, but instead, if you will, build upon it. We need to build upon it. You have a Christian foundation, and hopefully that foundation is a good foundation, okay? You're not dull of hearing, you're able to teach. All right, make sure it's a good foundation. What you're going to do now is you're going to build upon that. I'm Friends, we're so glad you decided to join us today here on Running the Race. Pastor Eddie has been taking us through the book of Hebrews in a series titled, Jesus is Better. Within its pages, you hear about great people of faith. Do you feel like you could live a life like these great people of faith? You realize they weren't perfect, right? Our hope is that these messages are empowering you to see and believe that you can be a person of great faith too. One way to grow in your faith and understanding of God is by joining up with others who love and serve God. Here's Jessica with an invitation just for you. 
We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel of Milford. We're conveniently located off Interstate 84 and Route 6. For service times and all the information you need, visit runningtheraceradio.com and click on the Back to Homepage button. While you're there, you can listen to this teaching again or explore more messages from Pastor Eddie. Again, that website is runningtheraceradio.com. Thanks, Jessica. What a great invitation for those in the New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania area. For the rest of us, remember that you can find more messages from Pastor Eddie on that same website, runningtheraceradio.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're excited to learn more from the book of Hebrews. For today, our time has come to a close, but we'll be back again next time and hope you will too. Come back to hear Pastor Eddie share more from this great book of Hebrews, here on Running the Race. 